This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome again, new Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my Cottage Talk match reaction. Five takeaways from Fulham's nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park on Saturday. I have some interesting thoughts on this. I'll be sharing it during the show. The obvious one that most will be saying, well, it's good to get a draw on the road. Always good to get a point on the road. I have some different thoughts on that that I'll be sharing throughout this show. It'll be about 15 minutes. I'm actually very disappointed, not by the result by itself, but just by Fulham's situation overall. And like I mentioned, that's going to come out in this episode. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. I also want to make a recommendation to everyone that's familiar with Sammy James from Fulmish, please do check out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to Men in Blazers Early Kickoff. Sammy does a wonderful job. It's about a 10-minute show, similar to what I'm doing here today, but I will tell you the value of his show is uh, very good. Excellent. He basically gives you a recap of the day in football. So I would highly recommend listening and subscribing to Men in Blazers Early Kickoff. Please do. Okay, just want to give Sammy a little bit of a shout-out because I really enjoyed the show so far, which he just started. Very good. Okay, so let's start with number five of this nil-nil draw for Fulham. And it's going to start with a positive. Number five is this. Back-to-back clean sheets is a positive step forward. I truly believe that. Now, I think Fulham will be solid in the back throughout the season because they have a first-rate goalkeeper. They have some good fullbacks, and they do have some quality at the center-back position. They have three good center-backs, I would say. But what's good about this is that you can build on this. Getting two clean sheets, I think, is positive for 
the confidence in that defense. And I think it can only help out moving forward. So regardless of my thoughts on being disappointed that formally going to draw a huge positive on this is that they kept a clean sheet and burn Leno just continues to show why he's probably not the best, but one of the best goalkeepers in the league. But he honestly, he didn't have to do much in this match. He was just being himself. He really didn't have to work too hard. I thought Fulham actually had the better chances in this match. I could argue that Fulham were the better side and I will make that argument, but you know what? I also think it's important to talk about the fact that they kept the clean sheet, and that's why that's my number five. So unfortunately, we're going to go a little negative here. Let's go to number four. And I think this is something that will be a theme throughout the season as well, and this is not a positive theme. Number four, could Fulham be living on borrowed time with their older players? Now, I'm going to talk about two in this match. I'm fond of both of them, but I'm wondering – when are we going to transition away from both of these players? Let's start with Tim Ream, captain for Fulham Football Club. And I'm watching this match. He does get a yellow. I don't think he deserved the yellow card. But beyond that, I just can see age really catching up to him. I think he his mind makes him very valuable to what he can do on the pitch. But I'm wondering when a team finally takes advantage of Tim Ream really goes at Tim Ream and um, Crystal Palace tried to. And to Tim Ream's credit, I think he handled it fairly well. But I can just see the cracks. I can see age creeping in. And if he listens to this, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm just thinking that maybe it's time that we start moving away and towards a younger player like Calvin Bassey. Now, that's just the way I feel about this. I think Fulham, in general, have a very old squad, and I think they need to start having a process to transitioning to younger players. And I'm just wondering when it finally catches up to Fulham with Tim Ream. He's doing an admirable job, but I am concerned that Fulham are living on borrowed time with him and also on with William. Now, William's situation is a little bit different. He had the whole contractual situation with potentially going to Saudi Arabia. And I thought he played decent in this match, had a wonderful opportunity to score. And I think he's better once he plays with Jedi on the same side. But I'm just wondering how many good matches are they going to get out of William this season? And is it worth the fleeting positive moments to the moments where he does show his age? I think he, along with Reem, are starting to show their age. There's nothing wrong with that, but the exciting positive moments could get lesser and lesser as the season progresses. And I'm concerned about both of these players. I really am. I think William on his day and I saw him in Philadelphia. I thought he was maybe the best player on the pitch, but I do think age is is creeping up on him. So it's just something to watch and monitor And this is one of the reasons why I am disappointed by how Fulham handled their transfer window because they need to get younger. They need to start transitioning away from some of their older players and really bring in younger players for the new generation of Fulham Football Club. William can still do a job, but can he do it consistently like he did last year? I don't know. 
Same thing with Tim Ream. They're a year older. So I just think that Fulham are going to have to watch this. I'm talking about Marco's going to have to really watch this because I'm concerned that age is really going to catch up with both of these players. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm starting to see those cracks in their game, and I think it's just about getting older. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that Fulham need to transition away from it at some point. You have a center back and waiting. At some point, I think you need to make that move. When you look at the winger on the left, I think you have a very good winger on Bobby Decadovery who can play many positions. When do you decide you're going to move away from William? Because I don't know how many quality games William's going to give you over the course of the season. Will it be one in every four? Will it be one in every three? Will it be one in every two? I don't know, but it's not going to be every match like it was last season. It seemed like every match last season, it was a quality match for William. Right now, it hasn't been that good. So, and I truly believe that age is really a part of this. So that's why I wanted to bring that up as my number four. Number three. And I mentioned this in my five keys to victory. And one of them was that Marco would have to win the coaching battle between him and Roy Hodgson. The way I'm going to put this is not that he won or lost the coaching battle, but I think that he missed an opportunity here to change the match by having his substitution so late. I thought they were way too late. I think if he went to these substitutions earlier, players like Awobi, Wilson, and then, of course, Vinicius, I think he potentially could have had a change in this match. I think by waiting a little bit later, when you're basically about 15 minutes and stoppage time to go, I just think that's way too late to really change the game. I think this is a missed opportunity, and I think he left these substitutions way too late. This is not a reflection on the hard work that Raul Jimenez had in this match. Had two opportunities. One, a nice shot. The other one, he should have taken himself, but he tried to set up a teammate. So it's not that he's not working hard. It's not that he's trying to create or anything like that. It's just that I think at this point in the match, a change was needed, and Marco just waited probably about 15 minutes too late. And that's just my opinion on that. He's the manager. He knows a hell of a lot better than myself. I am being a little, as what we would say over here, armchair quarterback after the fact. But I'm just thinking if uh, Carlos and Nwobi and Wilson are on earlier, to fool and find that goal, maybe. We'll never know. And that's my number three. Number two, and I actually mentioned this last week, and I'm going to mention it again. And this is also happens to be a very good positive. So I do have a few positives in there. And it's Timothy Castagna, number two. Castagna shows Fulham they have no drop-off at right back. Now, last week he played at left back, filling in for Anthony Robinson. At right back, you have your starter, Kenny Tete, and uh, he had a knock and was not able to play. But what's great here is that you have a right back that you really don't see any difference between Tete and Castagna. In fact, I think Castagna's passing might even be a little bit better at times. So for me, I like the fact that now that they do have some depth at the fullback position and Castagna, I think really 
could start if you needed him to. Maybe this is a thought for the future because what if Kenny Tete decides to leave next season? You have someone ready-made to be your right back. You already have someone at left back with Anthony Robinson. So this is a good problem to have, but I love the fact that Castagna, especially in the second half, I thought played very well and uh, set up a wonderful opportunity for Fulham Football Club. It just didn't come off. Unfortunately, it did not. It was all set up. It just didn't go Fulham's way with the shot from William. But Castagna, I think he's uh, proving that uh, this was actually a very good signing for Fulham Football Club, quality signing. I just wish that there were about three to four more signings just like Timothy Castagna, high-level signings. Because I'm actually going to put Castagna in that category. I think he might prove out to be a high-quality signing. Only time will tell, but he's trending that way. So that's why he is my number two. Coming up next to end the show is my number one takeaway for Fulham from this nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay. Here's my number one takeaway for this match for Fulham against Crystal Palace. And it is this. Number one. Fulham will be living in mid-table mediocrity this season. What I mean by that, these are the points that you need to get if you want to stay comfortably in the league. If you want to progress higher up the league, like I want them to, like I predicted seventh, which is not looking likely at this point, you need to win these matches. You need to find that goal. You need to actually not just get a draw on the road, but win these matches. So what I'm learning from this team, what I'm seeing in early stages, what I've seen from the recruitment this season, this summer, is a team that will be comfortably mid-table. And you know what that is? That's mediocre. That might be good for certain teams. And most teams would like to say, well, I just want to stay in the Premier League. I, I want to just be comfortable in the Premier League. Well, I'm done with all that crap, okay? I've been a Fulham fan since 2007. People kept telling me, Rust, don't be so ambitious thinking that Fulham can go to Europe. you got to accept who they are. I'm not going to accept it. I'm very upset with the fact that this is my number one because I believe Fulham should be striving for much more than this. Like I mentioned before, their overall summer transfer window, fine, but it lacked ambition. There were not enough quality players coming in. That's why they will 
not be in a relegation battle, but they're going to end up in mid-table mediocrity. This match proves it to me. They're going to be with Crystal Palace. That might be fine for most. It's not fine for me. I do not like settling for mediocre. I actually live in an area of the U.S. where we have championship banner after championship banner. It's been a few years. That's what I've grown accustomed to. You could say maybe that has made me feeling like I need to win a title. No, I don't feel like I need to win a title or I feel entitled that I need Fulham to win a title. No, I don't need any of that. What I would like is to strive for better. This is not striving for better. This is striving for staying in the middle of the pack. And I'm sorry, I don't accept that. You have one of the richest owners in the Premier League. I understand the situation with Craven Cottage. It limits you in other ways. But you can be creative to not work around financial fair play, but use it to your advantage and still bring in players and bring in high-quality players. This is the best way to look at it. I think Fulham have a few high-quality players that I would call Ferraris. That would be Baron Leno. That would obviously be Paulinha. And that would be the manager, Marco Silva. They're Ferraris. Now, what I see around them is good players. Good players. I own a nice Honda CRV. I feel like Paulinha, Baron Leno are surrounded by nice Honda CRVs. Great car. Dependable car. Very good car. But it's not a great car. It's not a Ferrari. It's a different level. Fulham needed to bring in a couple more Ferraris to go along with some of their Honda CRVs. And they didn't do that. And I'm still upset about that. And I'm going to bring it up here because I think it shows itself here. It's not that Fulham missed Mitrovic. It's just that they never replaced Mitrovic. Well, Jimenez, I don't believe, was ever brought in to be Mitra. They needed someone of that quality to come in, and they did not get that player. Instead, Fulham are going to struggle to score goals. They're going to score enough goals. They're going to be comfortably mid-table, which I see as mediocre, and it's not good enough. It's absolutely not good enough. I think the Fulham supporters deserve better than that. They deserve a team that's building something. This isn't building anything. This is just being comfortable. What happens next season? They're not building to anything. We don't know the future of the manager. We have an older squad. This is basically just a comfortable season. And honestly, I'm very disappointed by that because I wanted to see Fulham go places. And all I can see them being is comfortably mid-table. Mid-table mediocrity. And I want better for Fulham Football Club. And this is not it. And that's what I got out of this match because I'm thinking, that's great. We're not going to be in a relegation battle, but we're not going to build anything either. We're not going to go towards getting better, to striving for better, for going for Europe. This team is not going to Europe. I'm going to be wrong on that. I can say it right now. I'm going to be wrong because they got it wrong in the summer transfer window. They were not ambitious enough. Sorry, they were not. Absolutely. They might have had several targets and they 
shot for those targets, and unfortunately those players didn't want to come. But you needed to keep going for it. Instead, they brought in good players instead of bringing in great players. And that's why Fulton will be comfortable. I want better than that. And that's how I'm going to end the show. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. Just want to mention this. I do have a scheduling conflict on Sunday, so there will not be a post-match show. I'm sorry about that. So it looks like this might be our only episode of this match. I hope you do like I hope you understand why I am reacting the way that I am. It's just how I feel, and I just wanted to share that with you. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, part of the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.